everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we're excited that you're with us today. Um, Carla, yes. why don't you give them a heads up of what we're going to be talking about today? Okay. We're going to talk about what we call the five questions that we think it is really a healthy practice to put in your marriage, regardless of where you are. And so we're going to go through these five questions that we think that if you intentionally take a few minutes every week and you each get to answer these questions. So you'll see as we go along why we feel like they really give you some great information and it helps you be really intentional about kind of where you are in your relationship with your spouse. Yeah, if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts, you know that one of the keys we believe to building healthy marriages is being intentional. And a lot of times couples hear that and they're like, well, what, how, what are some things we can do? And so today we really want to give, I think it's just, it's really practical. And if it's something you'll put in as a habit in your relationship, I think it's something that can be really helpful. Um, to be honest, we got the five questions. They stream from an article I read online. I wish I could remember who wrote it, but I really don't. But whoever you are, thank you for that, uh, for springing that. Because I do think it's something that's uh, it's something that's easy to do, but it's something that if you do it, it can be really, really powerful. Before we get into it, let me go ahead and say this. I know sometimes we have this idea that if we have to tell somebody how to do something or what they can do for us, it's like that doesn't count as much if they do it. Because sometimes we, we have this said, well, the only reason they're doing that is because I told them to do it. It's almost like that thing where sometimes people play games. It's like, well, if they really loved me, they'd know what I want. I wouldn't have to tell them. I'll speak for me that I don't always know. And I need you, Carla, to tell me, hey, this is something specific that you can do for me. Well, and I do think, as Johnny said, sometimes we get into a little bit of that almost game playing thing where it's like if they love me, if they know me well, they're going to know what I like and what I don't like. And to some degree, there are pieces of that that are true. If we pay attention, we can pick up pieces. But there are other parts of us that are way more complicated than do I like, you know, a hamburger or a steak. I mean, and so when you get into talking about these kind of things that are really key to our relationship, to try to think, okay, I, I think they should know. No, we need to be really open and direct in communicating and sharing how and what it is we need. Yeah, it's almost like if, if somebody asks you, what do you want for your birthday? And you said, hey, I really would like this. And then they give it to you and you're upset because, well, why didn't you surprise me with something? Yeah. Why do I have to tell you? I mean, that's what sort of what it's like. And Which, so, and we wouldn't probably do that with a gift. If we, yeah, a, a physical, tangible gift. If somebody asked us, we would just be thrilled they got it. All right, so as we get into the five questions, so we're going to go through them one at a time, talk about them, and talk about why we think they can be important questions as you build your relationship. Uh, we will do true confessions. Um, we don't, you know, there's some weeks that we don't do these. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we just go through some of them. Right. And as we go, as we go through the questions, we'll come back to this. 
Sometimes you may be thinking, well, I don't know. Well, that's okay. You don't have to answer and have an answer to everyone every time, but it's a way to sort of build it into it that you are focused on, hey, how can we build this relationship? So question number one, and this is sort of, I think the best time to do it, I think a weekend, I think it makes sense. It's the end of the week, the beginning of the next week. So sometime during the weekend, find some time that you get together with your spouse and just ask these questions. First questions, hey, how did you feel loved or appreciated this past week? Two things there. One, it's forcing you, one, you to look back and think, hey, what are the things that my spouse did for me? It's a way that one of the things we always tell couples to do is so often we focus on the negative. It's a way to look back and focus on the positive things about your relationship. Yeah. And sometimes what you, if you share this, if your spouse asks you, and y'all can either take turns alternating this, like, you know, you can go through all of them and one of you ask and then flip, or you can do them one at a time. But if, if I say to Johnny, how did you feel loved this past week? Maybe what he ends up, you know, saying to me is is something that I had no idea that that really even registered with him, you know, and so it helps me know how to how does he want to best be loved? Yeah, we've talked before about love languages, and a lot of times we think, you know, I don't really know. I don't know how to show my spouse that I love them in a way. And this is one of those questions that if you listen carefully, and especially if you see things coming up over and over again, man, it establishes a pattern that says, hey, this is a way and what are similar ways that I can intentionally show my spouse, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we say the word love, but then sometimes the word appreciate, I think, is important, too. We added both of them to this question because sometimes I think we look at it differently. But I think we all want to be noticed and appreciated for the things that we've done. But we may not say that, oh, that just felt like that was just an I love you moment. Right. And again, one word or the other may resonate more with you when you think about that. Like, and you say it, you're asking your spouse and they're asking you. So you may think, oh, what did make me feel loved? Or maybe the appreciation word makes more sense when you think of something they did for you and how that made you feel. And, and to be honest, this is one of those areas, too, where silence can speak volumes. Yes. If you can't come up with anything, this may be, and again, what it could be is, not that there was any negative, bad, horrible things, but maybe then either we're so not connecting that your spouse didn't even feel anything one way or the other. That's going to tell you something. And I don't mean occasionally that happening, but if you're doing this and you're thinking, I don't really know, I can't think of anything they did or anytime I felt that way. That that's something that's going to give you some some good feedback. Yeah, that should be a real red flag, and I think that is one of those things that is couples drift. Yes, and they're not really focused. I think that is something that can happen. So let's go to question number two. And where the first one looked at the past week, the next one really looks ahead, and it's as simple as, "Hey, how would you like to be loved in the coming week?" Now that's something that really. You almost feel pressure on that, and I admit, because I know you asked me that the other day, and I'm like, um, 
I'm not I sure. I got to think about it. Hey, and look, I do not, people, I do not let him off. I'll be like, no, 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 Johnny, we, you, you got it. You can't give me this. I'll tell you tomorrow. I, I don't even give him seven hours on these. I make him kind of come a little bit quicker. So, but again, it's that part of give me something. And sometimes as we talk with couples, they do say, well, I, I know we're not connecting. I know we're not at a great place, but I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to do that. Well, these are part of the ways because somebody is getting a chance to tell you this would make me feel loved. Maybe that means anything from you helping out with the kids this week, you cooking, you doing this extra, you not doing this thing that you were do, planning on maybe, and us having time. I mean, it could be a million things, but it hopefully gives you a window into their mind and heart as to what would feel loving. And so when you're the one hearing this, hey, make note of it and make sure that when they've expressed, hey, yeah. I really would like it if you do this, you better do it. Right. And, and or you need to have a conversation about, hey, I know you said this week that you would really feel loved if I would get the grass mode. And babe, I am so sorry, but you know, it rained four out of six days. I could not get to it. Please know I heard you and I will love you in that way, but on another week. Yeah, it's, a, it's an opportunity for communication. Yes, it is. And, and let me say this real quick. Sometimes when you have a problem of thinking of the of a way that they can, one of the things we said before when we talk about love languages, if your love tank is full, then it may be that so much of what your spouse is doing just expresses love, you really can't think of anything else that they're not already doing on a regular basis. Which that is awesome. that's a really awesome. good thing. I was going to say, that is darn awesome. And we would like you to contact us and tell us about that because that is very cool. If you are so filled up that you really can't and or, hey, just keep doing what you're doing if you're doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so if you're doing that, that would mean you had a lot when you asked the first question about how did you feel of the, the week before. So those two should go hand in hand. All right. Question number three. And this really goes towards the really building again that focus on intimacy. Because I think one of the most intimate things you can do for each other is pray for each other. And so that brings us to that third question. How can I pray for you this week? I love that question because one, hopefully they will take a split second and then say, you know, it gives you a window again into what is important and what is significant in their world right now. It could be work-related. It could be some pressure there. It could be some issue with family, extended family health. I mean, a fear and anxiety. I mean, it could be a million things. But when somebody lets you in and you're saying, how can I pray for you? It's not that I won't pray for your mom, your aunt, your friend, but how can I pray for you? Man, that that you're being seen, you're being heard. And again, that connection that says this is a part, God is in our relationship. God is in this, and we want to be mindful of how we're lifting up one another to Him. Yeah, so one of the things we've seen in couples we've had a chance to coach with is oftentimes it's almost like they, outside of the home, in their jobs, in their career, it's almost like the other person really has no idea what's going on sometimes. Yeah. They don't feel a part of it. And part of that's because they've never really shared. They didn't think the other person cared. This is a great way to say, hey, I've got this coming up this week. Could you really pray? I've got a presentation. I've got a meeting. I've got, 
you know, whatever it might be, give them an insight into what's going on with there. Yeah. What's sort of the counterpart though? Once somebody asks you, hey, will you pray about this? You for need me? to follow up with, hey, on Wednesday, you know, after the presentation, you're texting, or when they get in, you're like, hey, tell me how that how it went. What happened? And so that there's a follow-up to that. And that's that's important. And I know humanly we're gonna slip up, we're gonna mess up sometime and forget to follow up. But if you can put a, a note on your phone, a text reminder. Uh, you know, an, uh, yeah, a reminder. Set, set an alarm on your phone that you know if you have because because I'm bad about forgetting. Yeah, I'm bad about and you know sometimes Carla will say, "Well, the doctor's went really did go okay," and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oops." <laughs> um, if you've got a brain like mine that it's going 90 miles an hour and all sorts of things are going through it, meaning just because he's scattered. Yeah, yeah. Set an alarm on your phone. That just to remind you, hey, they've got an appointment, they've got their meeting, let's pray now, and then follow up and ask, hey, how did it go? Because that it that can be really hurtful. So I want to sort of give that caveat. If we're sharing something, especially more than, you know, I don't feel great. I mean, if it's if it's things that are getting a little more truly heart things. And somebody and our spouse doesn't remember to follow up. That can be a, a place of hurt. So want to make certain we don't set this up to not be good. It's supposed to be a great thing to help us connect. But again, use a tool to help you remember to follow up. Yeah, it's partly to sort of sum up this part of the question. It's that idea of giving you a glimpse, a more intimate glimpse. Hey, what are the things that they're concerned about, worried about? What are the things on their mind? And it's one of those ideas that when you get done, and after the event or whatever, and you have a chance to share, it's a chance to celebrate together what happened, good or bad. Right. Hey, we're did, in this together. It yeah. emphasizes that sense of, hey, what happens to you happens to me. We're one in all of this. Yeah. All right. Question number four. How can I serve you or encourage you in the coming week? You know, I think that one of the keys especially is that God calls us to that, to really serve one another to put the other's needs ahead of our own. That whole concept of agape love is just doing that. It's selfless. It's putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. And this question really focuses in on that. Hey, what can I do for you that would make your week go better? How can I serve you in the coming week? Or maybe it's just, hey, how can I encourage you? So what are some ways that you can think of that that can be a powerful thing in a relationship, Carla? Well, again, I think the idea when, when you start thinking about many times when when couples are hitting places that their that their emotional connection is drying up and they're feeling empty, it is because a lot of time there is not that intentionality toward the other person in the sense of how can I serve you? How can I help you? How can I do something that would benefit you this week? What nine times out of 10 is happening is I begin to only think about what you've not been doing for me and what I'm not getting and what I'm unhappy about. So when we're talking these kind of questions and we're giving each other the chance to do something in a loving action toward our spouse, that's what help build that's what helps build this incredible positive 
um, emotion, positive feelings toward the other, and an, and a focus away from just what we may be struggling in. Yeah, what I love about this question is it's incredibly practical. Yeah. When you look at the, going back to the love language idea, the idea of acts of service, those are practical things. It's everything from, hey, do the clothes, clean the house, vacuum, put up the dishes, all those things in their specific ways. And this is one of those places that we sort of gave that warning at first that you might be tempted to say, well, I shouldn't have to say. He ought to be able to look around the house and see what needs to be done and just do it and know that it would help me. Hey, be specific. What is one area that really would help you be of service to you in the coming week? And I, ju- I think back for us um, 20 years ago, had we had this kind of tool, had somebody said to us, do this, be specific, I kept thinking Johnny would walk in and realize the house was a disaster. Somehow, though, he missed that. Somehow he missed the laundry piled up or the whatever. And, and, and again, some of it's a game. Some of it's we get into this ridiculous expectations of thinking they're going to read our mind and know. And man, if I'd have been able to say, this is what would say love to me this week, and how can I say love to you? I just think we would have avoided some of those pitfalls that we just ended up being frustrated or irritated over what are the little things because we just were we were playing a little bit games, if you would. Well, we just that, didn't that know. goes back to that idea we talked a lot about perspective that people see things differently. Your idea of a clean and neat house is probably very different than my idea of a clean and yes, neat house. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. To say okay. the least. But it does. It gives me just really specific ways in knowing, hey, this is something that would help her. And let me just sort of say this. On the same way sort of we talked about the back end of the praying for somebody, following that up. If you've said to somebody, said, hey, it would be so help me if you would do such and such this week. Hey, be sure you say thank you once they've done that. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That, that gratitude, when somebody serves you, when somebody says, hey, what can I do specifically that would help you? Hey, one of the ways we need to respond to that was just with gratitude and not sort of entitlement and take it for granted. Yeah, true. I mean, I think I think that gratitude piece, we just do not even get at all the depth of change that would probably happen in most relationships if we begin to show gratitude to one another. All right, before we get to the final question, a quick recap of the first questions. Uh, First question, looking at the past, how did you feel loved and appreciated this past week? Uh, The second one, how would you like to feel loved in the coming week? How can I pray for you? How could I serve or encourage you? And the last one, and can I say this is your favorite question, Carla? I knew you were going to do that. Since I already said that. I knew you were going to do that. How would Have you y'all like... noticed that Johnny asks a question like he's asking permission, but he already says it? Have y'all noticed yeah, that? I, okay. I'm bad. Yeah. How would you like to be pursued in sex and intimacy this week? It kind of is a fun question, you got to admit. It's a great question. Now, let me say this. Let's give a little caveat. Depending on where you are in your relationship right now in your marriage, you may be thinking, oh, heck no, that that's not going to happen. That's fine. Maybe you're not there to question five. Maybe yeah, this is a goal. You may need to build yeah. a foundation on the other questions before you 
get to this get one. But if you are in a good place and you're listening along and you're doing things and y'all are moving in a healthy way, this is a fun, neat question. Why is it fun and neat, Johnny? Well, as we've said before, when it comes to sexual intimacy, sort of it's the cherry on top of the relationship. And that's why it's this is the one you get to. And it's like, hey, this is pursuit time. What would I what would you like for me to do? How can I pursue you in a way that should be? I think for most people, it can be just an incredibly fun time for each other. Yes, it can. And and we do say sex and intimacy. So again, we're not always meaning just sexually. Um, There are obviously numerous ways to be intimate and that connection. And so it could be that the spouse has another idea of what would feel really intimate for them. But I also think it points to the idea that that's not really something we probably talk about a lot. I don't think, I think couples don't know how to talk about sex. That's the whole reason we've got to retreat designed around biblical sex. Yes, we do. But but you're right. And it is an area, interestingly, that couples, and this is across the board, which is kind of in, interesting, believers, non-believers, just across the board, when they do research, what they find is of all the areas that couples will talk about things, this is an area that many times they really haven't talked about. How do I like to feel intimate? How, what does that look like for me? What does that look like for you? And so that is, that is a cool area to move toward in asking that question. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably a question that a lot of people are uncomfortable asking. And again, it goes back to that question. We're not real sure what intimacy is. And especially when it comes to sex, that's just usually not something we've been comfortable talking about. And yet I think it's a place that we have to work towards as couples because that's an important aspect of a healthy relationship. It really is. And and that can be a whole nother podcast, but it is really an important place to talk about, again, what what somebody is comfortable with, what somebody enjoys, what they don't, those kind of things. So it, it really is neat, though, because I think there's a lot of couples that think they know what their spouse wants. But the reality is they may not. Yeah. All of these questions, and again, there's five of them. Figure out where you are. If you need to start with just maybe the first two, the whichever ones you're comfortable with, and build them as a regular part of your relationship. But all of them go towards building an intimacy on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level that really make marriage that unique relationship. Uh, yeah. Something that you share with nobody else in the world like you do with this person. If you by chance are listening and you're thinking, I don't think my spouse would do this with me. You know what? You could always start. You could say, did I do anything last week that made you feel loved or appreciated? That might blow their socks off. You know, is there something that I could do for you this week that would really help you out? You know, that may be an open door that hasn't been there yet. So if you're not where you want to be in your marriage, don't give up. Don't lose heart. This is a great place to start with some intentionality. Yeah. Part of our tagline is we talk about forging a marriage. That's building it. That's doing whatever we can to strengthen it. It's all about being intentional to build the kind of marriage that you want to have. 
So uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Carla, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. And uh, as always, keep on forging.